Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, But Not Lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fail was. Welcome to episode 102, year two of the Bee Harvest. Ooh. <laughs> Today we're going to give you a recap of year two. We're going to give you all the details, the stats, everything, and if we're going to do it again. Some pros and cons. We'll go over some details. First, please head over to the app that you listen to this podcast on and give us a five-star review. It helps us get seen by all of the people, especially if you use iTunes. It really helps us there. All right, let's jump in and talk beets. And to start it off, we're going to talk about pre-harvest. This was the first time that we did that. Yeah, and we did, that is what, a month before? Yep, so this year we arrived on September 1st, uh, where last year we arrived like September 24th or 25th and had orientation, and our harvest didn't actually even start until October 1st. So this year we got there literally a month early, we got there, unfortunately, on uh, Labor Day weekend, so I had to wait an extra day to actually go do my orientation and the little training and stuff that they have you do and do all my tax forms. But they wanted you there, I think, like the, the Tuesday or something. I can't remember what it was. They wanted you there early, and so we actually said to them, you know, well, we were leaving Voyagers, and there was nowhere really for us to stop in between. So I was like, if... You know, we're either going to stay at Voyagers longer and do more here, or let's just get there and get stuff done. We had just left Michigan, and, you know, we still had to, like, maneuver everything around and, like, adjust, readjust everything. Because even though we had just remodeled the entire RV, we were also stationary for so long that when we got going again, it was like stuff was everywhere. Yeah, we had to get back in the groove. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let's just get back. Let's get there as soon as we can. And then we can take a few days to like adjust our life. Because I was thinking you were going to jump right into pre-harvest or yep. pre, yeah, pre-harvest and I wasn't going to see you again. <laughs> so let's talk some pros and cons. At the end of this episode, we will give you all the stats about like, you know, how many days he worked, all of that. But right now I want to talk about some pros of pre-harvest. So the biggest pro, you work more, you're going to make extra money. It's warmer. Yeah, the, the temps are definitely warmer throughout the whole month of September compared to October. That's why they plan the harvest the way they do, because typically, historically, I guess, uh, the temperatures swing. So that was nice. Um, I mean, a lot of days that I worked, I worked in a t-shirt. So that was cool. Didn't have to worry about like crazy wind or and it was pretty dry i think it was i don't even know if it rained maybe one day that was the day you guys put up the clam shell yeah, and had to take it. it down in the rain and then the days that you didn't work we'll tell you later how much you actually worked but the days you didn't work we actually got to do something nice because it was nice out yep and uh you don't normally work every day even in during the week uh it really depends because they have certain quotas that they want the growers to bring in because these, for pre-pile, the, the growers are bringing in beets to the sites, and then the American Crystal Sugar is actually taking them immediately. So they don't sit there for a while like they do like on the deep freeze th- side. So you can, only cer- you can only pile a certain amount of beets, so you're not, that's why they don't have the constant rotating shift. It's also only day shift? Yep, it's days only. 
Um, very rarely do you work weekends. I don't, I didn't work any weekends. Uh, I know some years, some people have said they've had to work, but you still get premium pay if you had to work a weekend or at least time and a half. Another advantage and con, I guess we'll talk about the con later, but the advantage is you work at other sites and you get to meet a different crew. Yeah. So you get to mingle with all kinds of different workers from different piling sites I started out working at the Grafton piling site for the first two weeks of the month. And then uh, once that site had reached capacity, when they would come in and start taking the beats out, we actually all transitioned over to the St. Thomas piling site, uh, which is only like un- like 15 minutes down the road, where the Grafton is super close, like five minutes. So it wasn't even that bad. All right. Is that the pros? <laughs> Those are the pros that I can think of right off the top of my head. Hint, hint. <laughs> Now for the cons. (laughs) Number one con, ladybugs. Yeah, we had a ladybug infestation towards, I guess it was probably towards the end of September. It was probably like the last week of September. I think this happened last year too. It wasn't nearly this bad though because we, there was a explosion of ladybugs throughout the whole area. And for a few days it got into the 90s. It was kind of a heat wave that came through. I don't know if it was related. To but, the ladybugs? Yeah. <laughs> they made it hotter? <laughs> no, if, if that's what caused that oh. <laughs> that explosion of ladybugs. But uh, everybody in the campground was complaining. They were getting in here like crazy through the slides and stuff, through the seals. Uh, every time you open the door, ladybugs would fly in there. And, and they're all congregating on the sunny side of the RV, which for us, like it was in the afternoon. So the whole driver's side of the RV was just covered in ladybugs. Even by the end of, or the, you know, end of the season in October, like the third week of October, we were leaving, we are closing the living room slide and we just happened to have, bring it in halfway. I think I was maybe trying to get a little water off the slide topper and uh, Kylie noticed on the seal through the window, there was just a thousand ladybugs that had holed up in that little, Seal crack of the seal in the channel there. So we had to get the vacuum out and we had to go. There was not even kidding. At least a thousand. It was crazy. It was like solid line of red from floor to ceiling. And through the time we were there, we were sucking them up and there were so many. I mean, we probably killed 2,500. Easily. I mean, we're still, I literally killed a ladybug before this podcast. (laughs) It slowed down a lot. Yeah. Like we only have one here randomly, but uh, for at least two weeks after that, I was cursing Grafton, North Dakota. Yeah. Because for the, for the two weeks after we left North Dakota, we had a, still had a ladybug problem. It was so bad that we actually discussed maybe not going again. Yeah. (laughs) So next year when we go, we're going to have some ladybug repellent of some sort and figure that out yeah like a flamethrower <laughs> yeah so that was really bad um like you'd mentioned uh we did have some ladybugs last year it we i do remember that but it wasn't nearly this bad you didn't have to call me at work no <laughs> i called it one time at work it was like tony I hate to call you at work, but I actually think you need to come home and help us yeah. because we are like overwhelmed right now with ladybugs. They were everywhere. They're all over the ceiling. And I had to work. I had like calls that day. So I was trying to do calls 
I was trying to kill ladybugs. And then, so you were like, Kristen, I can't come home for ladybugs. And then, like, the power went out. So I was like, well, can you come home because the power went out? <laughs> and what actually made it okay was it was actually, I was finished with the pre-pile work. I was just at the Grafton site. One of the, the foremen uh, had asked me to come in and help to set or stage up some uh, tubes for the deep freeze site. And uh, so I was just doing a little skid steer work, and there was just him and I there, so it was not a big deal. <laughs> so when you called me the first time, I'm like, I'm not coming home. I'm busy. <laughs> and then you called me again, and you said the power is doing weird things, like everything's shutting off. and Yeah, it shut off and turned back on and shut off. And this was also during that uh, extreme heat wave. So it was in the 90s during the day. So I actually think that the power went out because the entire campground was using their air yeah, and their I, vacuum, getting rid of it <laughs> actually, bugs. I had I heard from uh, somebody, the, the campground manager, he said that the whole town was having power issues at that moment. So Oh, okay. So Everyone was, a, was killing yeah, ladybugs. It was a whole grid thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody's using the air conditioner and stuff, so I'm sure it was a major draw. So that was bad, but we're over it now, I think. Yeah. And it does get hot during that time. I mean, you complained a little bit about the heat, but I didn't really, I didn't think the heat bothered me too much, especially because now I'm like freezing. So <laughs> I yeah. kind of wish we were hot right now, but um, the heat didn't bother me too bad. It did get hot, but I think the, I think we handle heat pretty well inside the RV. Yeah, we know how to manage it for the most part. And, you know, you get into those extreme temps, there's really nothing you can do is just ride it out, but... Uh, for the most part, it's just those super hot days that you complain about, and you know those are my con that's my con one of my cons. So, also related to the heat is you would have shutdowns. So there is a lot more shutdowns. We're gonna talk about it later, but I mean we were there a whole month early, and you barely worked. So, <laughs> which yeah. we'll get into more details about. While you know it might sound great to get out of work early. <laughs> It's when you're there just to strictly work and make as much money as possible in the shortest amount of time. That's when you're like, oh, man, I wish I could have just got like four or five more hours that day. You know, so when you go in, that's that's another thing is for pre-pile, uh, you pretty much start your day at like 630 a.m. I was happy that you would get out. Of course. <laughs> Every but... time you came home, I was like, hi, <laughs> I missed you. And on some days, yeah, it, you're like, okay, great. I'm glad to be out of work early. But like I said, it's one of those things where it, certain mindset, Yeah, like I my you. career job, if I had an early out, I was stoked. I yeah. was so ready to go home. But that's because I did the same thing every single day over and over for 17 years. Yeah. This, this is, was, this is, I drove here to do this job so I can make money and leave. Yeah. And you want to make as much as you can and then leave. Yeah. Yeah. That can be a bummer. It can be kind of a pro and kind of a con. Which is funny because the next bullet is they're long days. So you're either complaining because you get out early or you're complaining because they're long days. What's up here? So I had expectations uh, for pre-pile. I guess maybe it's a express employment that kind of sells it this way. I think um, I may have sold it. Because in my head, I was thinking, why would they pay you overtime when they could just have you work every day? But uh, even higher-ups, foremen and their bosses, they even say that. You know, most people come into pre-pile with the expectation of it's an eight-hour day, cut yeah. and dry, that's it. But if they if the growers want to deliver beets and they have they have not met their quota, they can drive for 13 hours, 13 and a half hours, actually, because I worked one of those or two of those days. <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, yeah, I mean, we we were under the understanding that these would be eight hour days, and I think the reason why is because it's like a whole month when you only actually work like just a few days. Yeah. In there, so like they could make those eight hour days and then just make it last the whole month, but they don't. And it really comes down to the weather. That's really oh, and, what it is. Yeah, true. But the other th- thought is too is I was thinking in my head, why would they want to pay you overtime? You know, all of those extra dollars when they could just have you work eight hours every day. <laughs> it yeah. makes more sense, but not to them, obviously. Yeah. So I had a big mix. I had some four hour days. I had some seven, eight hour days. I had some 12 to 14 hour days. So it varied a lot. Uh, and you don't really know until, you know, within a couple hours of that time. I think your first day was like a 12 or 13 and a yeah. half hour day. And you was... came home crying. Like you're like, I don't want to do preseason ever again. This no, is awful. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just came home because my feet felt like they had exploded because, <laughs> you know, I go from casual lifestyle to uh, 20,000 steps <laughs> in one day in, you know, fairly new work boots and stuff. I was just, it was just a long day and I wasn't geared up for it. Yeah. I, you should have kept track of all the steps you took. I mean, I have it on my app and stuff. Yeah. So It actually wasn't that much because it was only preseason. Once you got into your skidster, it was fine. Let's jump into the next one because that I just mentioned that once you got into regular season and got in your skidster, you didn't have as many steps. So that's a con. Yep, no if, skidster. If you're a skidster operator during the normal season, uh, you will you'll just do groundwork during the preseason pre-pile because you're not doing the normal skid steer duties. You're not laying the tubes down for the deep freeze and stuff. There's minimal cleanup and, you know, it's mainly just cleanup and sample bags, which the foreman usually just run the skid steers and do all that stuff for you. Which is a big bummer because that's like your favorite part. Yeah, but. <laughs> and the other part is you don't make extra higher yep. wages. Yep. Your uh, pre-pile wage is just ground wage or helper, sampler, taker wages so it's it was this year was $18.80 per hour. So that's another con. You get the lower wage. And then the th- the other con that we thought of was a pro, but also it's a con that you work at other sites yep. and crew. That wasn't working at the other site wasn't that big of a deal for me because pretty much that the ground crew job is pretty much the same no matter where you go. The equipment is almost identical. Some some pilers are a little older or newer. But sometimes working with a different crew, some people are just set in their ways, and that's that. So there was a lot of headbutting going on amongst a lot of people, like drama. And I'm just there to work, and I had to see this and deal with this. Like that can be a headache for some people. Yeah, I mean they're used to their site, and then you got that all you guys coming in, and I could see that being an issue. Yeah. All right, let's move into regular season. Night shift. Overall thoughts, tell me. I actually, I was terrified (laughs) to do 12-hour nights, but it actually worked out to be pretty amazing. I was happy with it. All right. that's (laughs) You're going to make it real brief. Yep. (laughs) All right, let's break it down then in questions. How did you get ready for a night shift? I think I had uh, a couple days off between working and the scheduled start. So, uh, we started, I started staying up. I took a nap a couple days or a couple during the afternoon and I stayed up all night 
four days in a row or five days in a row. Yeah. You hung out with um your friend. Yep, with you guys Tim. Were walking a few times. Yeah, we he'd text me at like twelve thirty in at, in the middle of the night. <laughs> you up for a walk? And I'd be like, ah, I guess so. So we we'd go walk and uh we walked about between three and four miles a night, four nights in a row, I think. Yeah. And you went grocery shopping one night, like at like right before closing for them. Yep. And that's about an hour away, right? Yeah, yeah I us. drove into Grand Forks. I think it was about 45 minutes. There's a Walmart there. So I went and stocked up on all the all the stuff that we needed. Just things to keep you busy. You did yeah. a bunch of stuff. I actually told him you should play video games, but I don't think you ever got to video games. You watched some movies. Yep, I pretty much stuck to movies. Uh, you graciously left me with dishes every night yes. so that I could do that in the middle of the night. Yeah, just something to keep you busy. Yeah, which helped, you know, because like what there was a couple nights where I was watching movies and I caught myself getting a little dreary. Yeah, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be so quiet. And I'm like, Tony, Tony. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I thought you were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, you know, watch YouTube videos and edit podcasts and stuff. I do have to say, though, like for that first week, you were like, this is not going to be easy. This is going to be hard. And I think that's because you were forcing yourself. Yep. And it was like you were just making up stuff to do. It was so much it harder. It wasn't real work. Exactly. It's so much harder to force yourself to stay awake while you're being idle versus staying up in all night working. Yeah. So let's move into that. Were you tired at work? Um, was only, it hard staying awake? Only towards the end. Once you start banging out like... 12, 13-hour shifts, multiple days in a row. Towards the end, it starts wearing on you. It doesn't matter. Day shift, it happened to me last year. You know, I feel you like it happened hit a earlier. Wall. You kind of hit a wall. Yeah. I feel like it happened to you earlier last year. Where you're, like, this year, you never really complained. No. Last year, you did. You were like, oh, I can't believe I can't. it's hard working this many days in a row. Where this year, I don't think you complained as much. Yeah. So, Plus, yeah. Even... You know, sleeping during the day versus sleeping at night for day shift. Last year, I would get a full night's sleep. Like, I would probably sleep for eight, nine hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get up early and you get ready and then you go to work. Sleeping during the day is not something I'm used to. So, I would, the most I slept out of my whole time this year, I think, was six hours. I think you slept seven or eight hours, one or no, two times. Maybe once. Yeah. But, but uh, you, like, you never really complained about, like, first of all, I guess before I ask that question, let me ask a different one, because you're saying you only slept for six or seven hours. Did we wake you up? Like, how was that? Like, did you hear us out here ever? Were we loud? Were we, you know, like, how did that work out for you? No, the only time that I really ever started hearing you guys was when I was coming out of sleep anyways, towards the end of my sleep shift, I would start to hear you guys. And I would, at some point, I would get up, go to the bathroom, and I'd go back to bed for an hour. You know, if it was like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, I would go to the bathroom, get something to drink, and I would just force myself to go back to sleep. And I usually would sleep for another hour. That was hard, though, because as soon as we see you moving, like the kids would see you moving, like, Dad's awake! Yeah. <laughs> But it was never a problem. I never had an issue where I was like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, was, it never got to that point ever. And I, we controlled ourselves. There's a few times that I was really tired and I want like one day the girls and I stayed up to like four in the 
morning. I easily could have stayed in bed with you and snuggled, but uh, <laughs> I was like, I got to leave him alone so he can sleep. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. That's good that we didn't bother you. I was very worried about that. You know, we live in a 36-foot RV. How are we going to stay quiet while you slept? So I'm glad that didn't bother you. Yeah, no, really wasn't a problem at all. Okay, then on that same thing, you know, I never heard you complaining about being tired, really. Last year you did. You were complaining you know, quite a bit to, you know, not quite a bit. I wasn't complaining a lot. No, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you're never going to do this again. But I remember you saying like, this is a lot of work. And, you know, like, not like this is a lot of work, but the long shifts is what I'm getting at. And then you'd be tired. This year, I feel like you were more energized. You got less sleep, according to you. Like you just said, you got less sleep. It was night shift. And, but yet you didn't complain as much. So I do agree that you liked it. Like you liked the night shift. Yeah. It worked really well for you. Until the end. And, you know, the end, it slowed down. So, so the last, um, the last, I don't know, maybe a week, uh, we had several nights where we would just be very slow at work. We'd have very few trucks running. We would be on shift, break rotations. And some people would be sleeping in their vehicle and we would wake them up when we had a few trucks. So it was like, that part of it was a little harder because I didn't really want to go in my, in the Jeep and, you know, sit and be warm. and Yeah, I could see that. What they should do then, I think, they should then turn it into day only, and they should do it every other day or something like that. I don't know. They, they're they pros at this, so I, I'm not going to tell them what to do. But I do agree with you. Like, towards the end, it did. There was a few times you were like, I had four trucks today. Yeah, and it was, like. it was like the last uh, four or five nights. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It's just the boredom factor. I would rather be steady and just have time go by versus uh, waiting around for work to come. And then you have to wait again. Like that one night, I think it was like from 1230 until 7 a.m. We had zero trucks. And that right. that was that was a rough one because we were all in the scale house or most of us were in the scale house just talking and, and we yawning, were yawning. And <laughs> there was people nodding off, you know, and we would, we would laugh at them and make fun of them. And you guys should have put a movie in or something. Well, there's nowhere to watch a movie. Yeah. You can watch it on your phone and but... the service, your phone, my phone service was not that great. So it's not like I could stream anything really. Yeah. If you do this again, you'll have to download stuff. <laughs> you got to see a sunrise every day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how did you handle meals, like, with the changes in time? You know, eating breakfast at nighttime, or, like, how did you do that? Well, I wasn't really sure until it was really came down to having the meals. Like, we, I had, I'd wake up, and uh, I would wake up in time to actually just make dinner, so I'd make dinner. Yeah, that's going to be one of my pros. <laughs> yeah, um, which I don't mind. I'm used to it anyways. So I would just have dinner, and then I would pack a lunch, for the middle of the night, which I think for the most part, I didn't really need much. Uh, some of it came down to like boredom snacking. So I started at first I would like pack two sandwiches and a couple little chip bags and some cookies and, you know, a snack bar or whatever. But by the time I got down to like the last day, I was taking one sandwich, a bag of chips and like a granola bar or something. <laughs> Cause it, I really wasn't hungry in the, the middle of the night. You took the apple for a walk. Yeah, I, I used to take my apple for a walk. Um, so I'd take it out, take it to work, bring it home, put it back in the fridge. 
<laughs> I would do that for a few days and then I'll eat it. <laughs> like to exercise my apples. One thing that you did different was you gave up beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From whatever the first day was that I started staying up all night. So we'll say September 30th. From then on, I, I wasn't even sure how to drink a beer. Like, do I get home from work at eight in the morning and have a beer? No. So I just, I didn't drink for two months straight. Yeah. Even after you're done, you're like, now I'm on a roll. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now I wanted to see how long my street could go. So, but yeah, it was funny because he's like, I, you're like, I can't drink, you know, you can't drink home. before work. You can't drink before work. You'd be fired. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing that I wasn't sure about before it started was when I got off of work and came home, was I just going to come home and go to bed? Or was I going to stay up for a couple hours? So that was something that I had to adjust to. One thing it did make easier was, like, if I had to run a couple errands. Like, if you guys needed something, like, I got a text a couple times, like, can you bring home milk and stuff? That was easy because I was still wide awake. Yeah. Uh, up until the very end, it was between 9 and 11. I would go to bed, depending on the day and how I felt. But it wasn't like I came home and I just went straight to bed. It was I would do stuff, and then I would go to bed. Yeah. After you were done working, like after we left, it took you a few days to, you know, yeah. not want to go to bed Yeah, my seven. S- <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one thing is. Well, really quick before you say that. Um, so we, sh- I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here because not only were you used to certain shifts, which you can talk about here, but we also changed time zones and daylight savings time happened. So we're both a little tired, like at eight o'clock, we're both ready to go to bed, but yeah, you were really bad there for a few days. You want to go to bed at like seven. <laughs> well, there was times that, uh, yeah, we'd be watching a movie like right towards the end when I had a couple of days off and I knew I was switching over to days, uh, cause we had like four days where we were going to either have two days off and then work for two days for cleaning. So the, I knew that I was going to be back to my normal, uh, sleep schedule. But it was like five, six o'clock in the afternoon, and I was falling asleep in the chair. My body just was, it was so confused. It didn't have any idea what was going on. Yeah. Like you're eating in the middle of the night. You're you're eat, you're drinking a energy drink at two in the morning. You're uh, drinking no beer. Yeah. <laughs> drinking all kinds of water, coffee. <laughs> so, yeah, just the whole, my whole uh, schedule and my whole routine was just blown up. Yeah, it took a, a quite a while, I think. I think it took me about a week to get back to normal. I mean, it's end of November right now, and we still are pretty rough. <laughs> like, we're yawning at 7.16, Tony. <laughs> yeah, but it, we're in also in mountain time zone, and we're in... Uh, daylight savings time. Daylight savings time ended, yeah. so it's all those things, but... We've been, like like, we've been going to bed at like we've been going to bed at like nine lately. So yeah, it's seven seven p.m. and you're yawning like crazy. So you don't have too many excuses here. <laughs> yeah. So just a brief on like the girls and I and how we felt. We actually really like this shift as well. Shockingly, we were terrified as well before this, um, but we really enjoyed it. It we didn't miss him as much because you know the girls and I slept. For most of the time you were gone. Yeah, by the time I left, you guys were only up for a couple more hours. 
Unless we're being crazy. Yeah. Like we did that a couple nights. But for the most part, we were going to bed, you know, a couple hours after you left. And then we woke up to you, which was awesome. So that was great. We also got to like the girls slept in our bed and we kind of had like girls night every night, which was fun. Um, So we liked that. And then probably the best part about this one is you woke up at like five, four maybe earlier. So you're plenty early for yep. dinner. So we didn't have to make any dinners, which if you listen to our last year uh, podcast, I had to make all the dinners and that was awful because I am not, <laughs> I don't make dinners at all. It was really bad. I would say the other really good thing that would come from the girls and I is you got to hang out with her on her birthday. Yeah. Which was nice because her birthday is the 15th. So it's right in the middle of the harvest season. Last year you had to call in, which was kind of a bummer. Um, this year we we went and did like the Taylor Swift thing and yep. um, that was fun. And then we came home and you woke up. We had dinner. She got to open her gifts with you and it was all like really nice. And then you left and then, then the girls and I hung out. Yeah, because that day you guys were gone. I woke up a little early. I put up all the decorations. Yeah. And I did the cake and all that stuff. Yep. So that was really neat. Where last year we did not get to do that, which was a bummer. So, all right. Well, that is like the pros, the cons, the pre harvest, the regular season. That's, I think, the major bullets. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about that? I was just, I'm, I'm still amazed at how much I actually enjoyed working the night shift. Yeah. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. So if you if you were to do this again and you were like given the option, do you want to work day or night? What would you say? I mean, I'll keep my regular shift schedule <laughs> rotation. Yeah. Uh, just to work. With, I'm a little bummed about to that keep one. With my, keep up with my team. I'm not like going to volunteer for nights every year. That's for sure. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> but, uh, you know, on my on my year for nights, I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah. I'd be bummed though because – for a day, I have to do dinners I <laughs> to do all that. I even feel like I overprepared for nights. Like, I don't think I should. I don't think next time I'm going to do four or five days in a row of staying up late. Yeah. I might just do a couple. And you don't need to go on four-mile hikes, probably. I don't know. But that, that was fun. It was nice. We walked yeah. through. The, we did, like, walk through the woods in the middle of the night. It was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Let's talk stats. You work 12 days preseason. So this is what I was talking about earlier, how we got here a whole month early and all of this other stuff. And you worked some long days yep. and all of that. Some 13-hour days, I think, you worked in that preseason we yep. talked about. But you only worked 12 days total in preseason. Yeah, well, we can vary. During those 12 days, it ranged from four hours up to 13 or 14 hours. So, Because I had a one or two very, very long days. That being said, it's still 12 days. Yeah, exactly. So we I were mean, here a whole you, month. If you average that out over a month, that's three days a week. Yeah, yeah. For preseason, you made the 1880, which was the helper pay, not the skidster pay. Yep. Yep, and no matter what position you do, you can do the, the helper sampler taker. Uh, you can do piler operator. If you're, You can train on that. You can do that. Uh, even though it's an operator position, you do it all day, you're still making the normal pay rate. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because there was, there was days that uh, they asked me to do it, and they would take volunteers every day. You didn't just have like a what dedicated. What about the normal one, though? What? Oh, you. Oh, that's what you're going to say. There was no normal person. 
maybe one or two that I knew um, that just pretty much did it. But even then, sometimes they would switch out and just work on the ground for three or four hours. Sometimes it's nice to get out of there. And like yeah. I did operator for a couple of days. Yeah, you were a little nervous. They were going to give you that job, right? Yeah, towards the end, I they were, they were talking, joking. <laughs> I don't. He must have been joking with me and said that uh, one of the head guys was going to make me a pilot operator. And I was like, "Don't you do that? Do not do that." <laughs> It's the I same pay as back here. it was the same pay as skid steer, but you can't you can't put me in a box and leave me there for twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awful. You would have been miserable. And regular season, you worked thirteen days, and then two days of cleaning, so fifteen days. Yep. Not including your stay pay, so we'll talk about that in a second. But so you worked fifteen days in the regular season. Yep. And that was at the skid steer operator rate of $20.26 an hour, plus, you know, your overtime, premium pay, weekends, all that jazz. So over the entire season, you worked 27 days total. Yep, over the over two months. Yeah, 27 days total, and then you had five days of stay pay. Yep. So that is where they pay you for four hours. Yep. To stay. Yep. They automatically, you you're, you don't go to work at all, but they pay you four, four hours. And you had 11 straight 12-hour days. Yeah. Of the, um, of the 13 working days in the regular season, yeah, 11 of those were straight 12-hour days. Or Last night, year, nights. I think you had more than that. I think I it was remember. the same, actually. Oh, was it? Yeah, because I feel like... Uh, Last year at about day eight, I was like hit the wall. And I think pretty much everybody has that right in that that range of time. Yeah, what was it this year? Um, It was around the same. Yeah? Yeah. You didn't complain this time though to me at least. Maybe because you came home and went to bed <laughs> and I didn't really talk to you too much. Yeah. But you didn't complain I, too it, much. Probably yet. towards the end, I would come, probably come home and go to bed sooner. It wasn't bad. Like I said, it was more of a, towards the end, it was more of a boredom factor than anything. So 27 days of working, and how much did you make? $8,806.73. Pretty good. Last year you made 7300 or something? 7307 Almost $1,500 exactly more. For prices. For that um, 12 days. Yeah. I mean... It, Give or take. You might have worked more days in the regular season, but but we're thinking like we're thinking that you made about fifteen hundred for the preseason. Yeah, yeah. About that. So with those numbers, are we gonna do preseason again? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if if the ladybugs are worth it. <laughs> uh, because it was a well, we had the same amount. Like you, if you're there's saying, no way you had the same amount last year. No, we didn't have the same amount last year. But we got here last year at the same time that you said that they started this year. I don't know. They <laughs> might have started earlier than I don't know. <laughs> are we doing the seed? Are we doing the harvest again? We, I, I will do the beet harvest next year. I'm 99 percent sure that I will. <laughs> I am 50 percent. I'm 50 50 on pre pile. I don't know. Yeah, it just it's going to depend on where we're at. Exactly. We are our we have some good goals next year to get up into Canada maybe and do some fun stuff. So it's just going to depend on where we're at 
and when we can get to North Dakota. Yeah. And maybe we don't have to go for the whole time. I yeah, but then that's another thing. Is it worth it to just go for two weeks or yeah. something like that? So they would actually want me there even sometime in August. Like there's <laughs> there's pre-pile positions open that early. They start like early August. So We're not doing that. I, there's no way I could do that because we just have too busy of a summer, even just tentatively planned right now. Yeah. Just our ideas. We don't even have a plan yet, but we have our many ideas, and that's going to go into September next year. Yep, I agree. So pre-pile, we'll I don't know. Regular season, regular beet harvest for sure. That's going to be sad, though. That means I have to make dinner. Yep. That means Lexi's going to miss you on her birthday. Maybe we could move her birthday. <laughs> well, we could, absolutely. We can do her birthday whenever we want. But. She's not going to go for that. What about your birthday? My birthday, birthday I get you every year. Yep. Yeah. Last year I did and this year. It was yep. nice. I had it off. <laughs> yep. So overall, I other than just the main cons, the ladybugs, I think this was a pretty successful season for me. Yeah, I do too. I agree. I really enjoy it actually. Um, I think it's fun. It I joke that it it kind of reminds me of like when you're like a nurse or you're an engineer or something. You have to get those like certificates. I feel like that's for me. Like it's my parenting certificate. <laughs> you have to renew it. <laughs> I have to renew it. It reminds me how hard it is. I will say it is hard. Like I was working and um, all of a sudden Lexi's like, uh, are you going to feed us? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, I guess I got to do that. You know, same thing with dinner. You know, like the first couple nights I... Well, the whole preseason, I had to make dinner because yeah. you you'd be gone during that time. Yeah, and then it got better because then you started making dinner again. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really hard, and so I do. I personally like night shift. I think it's better. I would say sign up for night shift. <laughs> yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm yeah. not a night person at all. Like even just your regular old day, some middle of the summer. I can barely usually make it past 11. Yeah. Unless we I really We were definitely try. very, very worried about this. We yeah. were worried. I mean, we were worried that we'd be too loud. We were worried you'd be too tired. <laughs> we were worried. Yeah, like, am I going to be operating a skid steer, like fighting for my sanity and trying to stay <laughs> awake? No, I've never really got tired at all until we slowed down. Yeah. It's impressive. It's crazy. Maybe because it's colder and you're at night and like. I don't know. It's a little exciting, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> a little different. Yeah, different. Yep. But, but yeah. overall, it was pretty good. I agree. It's successful. Um, I highly recommend doing this if, you know, you want to do some work camping yeah. and you have those two months or even just one month, even if you just want to do the regular yep. season, they pay for your stay. Uh, a, I was just going to say, if you're if you haven't done any work camping or if you have, this is a good opportunity to go experience this. I met some people that were on my shift. This was their first year. They kind of actually even told me that they weren't in it for the money. They just wanted the experience to do it. Yeah, that's what we did last year. Yeah. We so, just wanted the experience. And they'll probably be back next year, I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they liked it. I mean, you get to hang out with people. You get to hang out with your friend that, you know, you really enjoy hanging out with. Yep. That's really nice. You get um, at the end of the season, there's a potluck 
you know, or you guys all bring in food and you get, and there's a lot of talking and friendships made. And I think it's just a really good community and just a good experience overall. I have, I really have no complaints. My, my complaints are the ladybugs. Yeah. If they could just. having to cook dinner sometimes. Yeah. Oh, well, last year I didn't have to do that. So it was (laughs) nice. Yeah. (laughs) Or this year. Um, yeah, the dinner part is awful. If I could find a workaround, I'm just, I just hate cooking food. Hate it. Yeah. But if you're interested in it, feel free to reach out to us and we can get you in touch. I thought you were, with... I thought you were saying if you're interested in cooking for me. If you're interested, come cook for my wife. <laughs> I thought, I thought just, you're like, reach out to us. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yes, please come cook for me. <laughs> But no, if you're interested in in doing the beet harvest, you've never done it before, reach out to me with any questions that you might have. Um, you can go to, what is it? Uh, unbeatableexperience.com. That's when I signed up the first time. That's what I did. And then they stay in contact with you throughout the whole year. Yeah, if you use us as a referral when you sign up, um, we get a, a bonus. I don't know. What is it? A hundred bucks or something? Yeah. And something. if you get people to sign up under you with a referral, you'll get a hundred bucks. Yeah, by all means, reach out. Ask us anything you want about it. Yeah, you can send us an email at hi at com. You can send us a message on our voice message button on the website. Just go to the website and click the message. It's everywhere. So there's like a yellow button that says leave us a message. Yep. Or leave us a message on Instagram or Facebook. I think that's a wrap for this one. Yep. Next week is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, it's a new one, new style podcast for us. So Yeah, something we've never done before. I'm really excited to share it with you. So Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry about last week. (laughs) Sorry about two weeks ago when we uh, missed an episode. Just forgot to hit publish, apparently, because we were so busy. Yeah, (laughs) sorry about that. Anyways, reach out with any questions and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.